You're listening to another football episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns with your guy, Bully Rye. That's right, everybody. It's another football episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns. It's your guy, Bully Rye. Once again, apologize for not having the full gear episode for you. Uh, it's It's been hectic, man. Life happens when you're you're gone for a day, you're gone for a weekend, you got stuff going on, you just don't get time to watch a pay-per-view like Full Gear that is just so long. So I'll be watching that sometime over the next few days so that PJ Steven and I can review that for you. But as for today, we are going to be talking football. And in the pregame warm-up, unfortunately, college football regular season has come to an end. We had conference championship week uh, last weekend. A bunch of games were played, so let's get into it here in the pregame warm-up, recapping Bully's best games of the weekend. Uh, as expected, out of the ACC, Clemson dominates North Carolina for the ACC championship, 39-10, to the story behind this game. Uh, Cade Klubnick would come in, I believe, the third series, and he would get the MVP of this game. Uh, absolute dominant uh, dominant performance by the true freshman after this game a few days would go by and starter DJ Uyunglele would enter the transfer portal um, again probably information that you're already aware of um, the rumor has it that his uh, defense his defensive end brother is wanting to go to UCLA but it is sort of a package deal uh, he will commit to UCLA if they're willing to take in DJ uh, so interesting to see what happens there Clemson will go into the Orange Bowl against Tennessee after this game. Uh, sort of the the battle of we didn't make the playoff because of South Carolina Bowl. Uh, so we're actually going to do a full segment in, a, in about a week or two, uh, sort of previewing bowl season. There's like 40-something games. We're not going to preview all the games, but we are going to kind of go through some of the some of the big key matchups, including the uh, the college football playoff. Uh, which leads us to the next game, the win and you're in game for number four, Southern Cal taking on number 11, Utah. Utah, after starting, uh, after going down 14 to three, would also dominate this game. Utah wins the Pac-12, defeating Southern Cal 47 to 24. Just so full disclosure, I was at a wedding the night that this game happened. Um, I had to leave for probably five minutes. When I left, it was a three-point game. When I came back, Utah was up by like 14, 17, whatever, whatever points it was. They were up big out of nowhere. Uh, Utah eliminates Southern Cal from the college football playoff. Another game, this for the Big 12 championship, number 10, Kansas State, number three, TCU. TCU wins, and they are definitely in the college football playoff. They cannot win. Kansas State upsets TCU in overtime, 31-28. to However, with the loss to Southern Cal, the committee did not see fit to bring in a two-loss Alabama, which would have been the next one in. Uh, TCU remains at number three in the college football playoff bowl. Uh, they College football playoff, I should say. Uh, they will take on the next team that I'm going to talk about, number two, Michigan. Struggling early against Purdue for the Big Ten Championship, Ultimately gets the dub 43 to 22, number two Michigan against number three TCU in the first round of the college football playoff. And the other game is set thanks to the SEC championship. Number one Georgia 
wins the SEC over number 14 LSU, 50 to 30, dropped 50 points in the SEC championship game. Thanks to Southern Cal's loss, they will take number four Ohio State on in the first round of the college football playoff at the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. So essentially a home game for the Georgia Bulldogs here in the college football playoff. And a game that I predicted, I wasn't part of my uh, Frick's picks last week, but the AAC championship, Tulane, will defeat UCF 45-28. to um, UCF sort of always storms back every year, uh, but Tulane able to, able to hold on and win their conference over UCF. Uh, so that being said, this coming weekend, the only college football game being played is Army-Navy. And uh, full disclosure, since college football is over with, we are not going to be doing uh, any Frick's picks uh, for the bowl games. Uh, I'm going to be doing a bowl challenge. Uh, follow my social media uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash tabouts and TDs. There will be a contest uh, for the bowl games, similar to what I did uh, for my, my pigskin pick them throughout the season, but it will just be for bowl season. So if you want to participate, stay tuned for that. Um, or you can email the show, uh, taphouseandtouchdowns at gmail.com for more information. But as that being said, once again, college football regular season over this year, and we will be talking all bowl games here uh, within the next week or two. Going to the NFL slew of games from the weekend. Uh, listen, if I'm nothing, I'm a homer. I've mentioned it a few times on the show. The Detroit Lions absolutely destroy the Jacksonville Jaguars 40-14. to Trevor Lawrence would get injured in this game and look like he would have torn his ACL. Came back in this game and finished it out, but could not put more than 14 points on the board against the Lions. The Lions get a big win heading into a divisional game this weekend. Uh, Deshaun Watson gets his finally gets his debut in Cleveland. Gets his revenge game right off the bat. He does not play well. But the Browns win behind three defense and special teams touchdowns over Houston, 27-14. to 14. Cleveland's defense and special teams all over the Houston Texans last weekend as, as Watson wins in his debut game. Uh, the Vikings, uh, sp- speaking of the NFC North and the Lions game, the Vikings would hold on to win against the Jets. A late interception seals the deal for Minnesota Vikings. They win 27-22. to 22. Uh, We get another tie in the NFL this year. The Washington Commanders and the Giants end in a tie 20-20. to Uh, The biggest news out of the weekend comes out of the 49ers-Dolphins game. The 49ers get this win at home against the Dolphins, 33-17, but they will lose Jimmy Garoppolo more than likely for the rest of the season. Uh, Initially, it was diagnosed as a broken foot. He would need surgery. Uh, Now it has been said that it is not a Liz Frank injury. He will not need surgery. And there is a chance, a small chance, that the 49ers uh, will get him back if they make a deep playoff run. I wouldn't hold your breath. Mr. Irrelevant now becomes Mr. Relevant. Bryce Purdy, the last pick in the draft, will be the starting quarterback for the 49ers for the next five weeks. Uh, let's move along here. The Bengals have now gone 3-0 and against the Chiefs this year calendar year they beat the Chiefs late last season they beat them in overtime in the AFC championship game they beat them here again 27 to 24 uh just I you can't really say anything bad about the Bengals being able to take out the best team in the, in the NFL in my, in my in my point of view uh the Chiefs kudos to the Bengals man they're putting it together 
uh, despite having some injuries throughout the season. Uh, next up, uh, we get Scorigami. If you've never heard of Scorigami, you are not alone. Uh, Scorigami is essentially every time there's a new unique score in an NFL game, and it's called Scorigami. The Cowboys would hit Scorigami, beating the Colts 54-19. to That is the 1,074th unique score in NFL history. Again, the Cowboys beat the Colts 54-19. to and then at Monday Night Football, the Bucks trailing most of this game, all of this game for that matter, win on a last-second touchdown over the Saints on Monday Night Football. I say last second. There were three seconds left on the clock. Uh, the Bucks win 17-16. to Some questionable play calling and clock management by the Saints late in this game would give Tom Brady enough time to come down and take a win. I believe it was his second time ever trailing 13 points in the fourth quarter and winning the first being that that uh, I don't know what you want to call it the the Super Bowl where the Falcons were up twenty eight to three and could not win and the Patriots would come back uh, and win that Super Bowl the second time that Tom Brady has done that in his career. All right, folks, uh, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we are going to get into bullies, buys, and sells of fantasy football. Uh, listen, I went four and four last week, the second consecutive week that I picked a player. Uh, on my buy list that would not play in David Njoku. Literally the day after I, I recorded this podcast, they ruled him out. So go figure. Uh, four and four on the season last week, or four and four on the week, I should say. I've got another guy on my buy list who didn't practice today. I'm recording this uh, December 7th. It's on a Wednesday. Um, coming off a of bye week, this guy did not practice uh, today and so now I am terrified that yet another for the third consecutive week I will have a running back that uh, will will not play on my buy list. Stay tuned to find out where who it is and how I'm faring on the season in bullies buys and sells in the first half coming up next right here on Tap House and Touchdowns. Established in 2008, One Stop Repairs in North Charleston, South Carolina is your one stop shop for all your electronic repair needs. Specializing in cell phones, tablets, computers, laptops, and game consoles, One Stop Repairs offers reputable and quality service with the quickest turnaround time and most competitive prices in the Lowcountry. You can find them on Google with an exceptional 4.9 star rating or on Facebook or by searching One Stop Repairs. That's the number one, One Stop Repairs. Call today for a quote at 843-343-6310. That's the number one, One Stop Repairs. All right, everybody, welcome back to the first half of the show. It's your guy, Bully Rye, and we are in Bully's Buys and Sells for Week 14 in Fantasy Football. And I should mention, there are a lot of leagues that are winding up their regular season. I know my work league, uh, this is the last week of the regular season. Uh, there are six teams that make the playoffs. I do not, any league that I run, I do not finish uh, the last week of the regular season because of potentially people sitting out. So there are some leagues that, that with, with six teams in the playoffs may be going into the playoffs next week. So uh, that being said, uh, we're starting to wind down on the, on the bullies, buys, and sells in fantasy uh, because in two weeks' time, everybody should be in some, form or sh uh, some uh, shape or form of your fantasy football playoffs. So we're going to uh, 
sort of do a review show within the next couple of weeks and sort of recap um, how Bullies, Buys, and Sells did and some guys that may be on the radar for uh, your fantasy playoffs in the case that somebody gets injured um, that you may want to have rostered just in case uh, you need someone to pick up some slack. So let's get into it here. Bullies, Buys, Week 14, I should mention, 57 and 47 on the season after a 4-4 and week last week. And so let's start off right here at quarterback. Detroit Lions quarterback Jared Goff gets the bye this week. Projected 18.7 points. If you can believe it, the Lions, with their losing record, are currently favored over the 10-2 Vikings this week, who are also allowing the ninth most points to opposing quarterbacks in fantasy. Goff, believe it or not, back-to-back 20-plus point games, one coming against the Bills. Uh, now, some unfortunate news about the Bills, if you haven't heard, Von Miller expected to be able to play again this season, just discovered a torn ACL and underwent surgery for the Bills. He's out for the year, but we're not talking Bills. We are talking Lions. Um, once again, uh, really great uh, fantasy days for Jared Goff the last couple of weeks. DeAndre Swift has had finally had his injury designation completely lifted, uh, so he finally looks at 100%. Not to mention Jamison Williams, the talented rookie from Alabama, made his season debut last week. There are plenty of weapons for Goff to have another big week here against the Vikings. Buy-in on Jared Goff. Again, Jimmy Garoppolo went down last week. I can't imagine you were starting him. Um, Lamar Jackson went down last week. Uh, So if you're looking for somebody to stream, uh, Jared Goff is is your guy. Go see if he's available. Pick up Jared Goff. He's going to be worth the start this week. All right, I mentioned this in the pregame warm-up. My running back did not practice today. Uh, if you're listening to this on Thursday, did not practice yesterday. But I'm still buying in on him because he gets a really good matchup off of a bye week. Maybe it was just an extra day of rest to heal his foot injury. Carolina Panthers running back Deontay Foreman gets the bye this week. Projected 12.3 points. He gets the Seahawks, allowing the second most points to running backs this season. Since taking over after the Christian McCaffrey trade, he has only gone under this projection twice. Uh, he also, uh, you also got to take into consideration now, Baker Mayfield has been released from Carolina, now a Los Angeles Ram. So then you've got Sam Darnold with P.J. Walker playing backup here. With Darnold in at quarterback, you're going to get a lot of a run-heavy game plan here. Um, He hasn't scored a touchdown in three games. I think if he plays, that's going to change this weekend. Buying in Deontay Foreman, granted he actually plays. At wide receiver, this guy disappointed me, man. I started this guy over Devontae Smith last week, and it bit me, but it didn't bite me as bad as it could have because I still won my game. Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver Zay Jones currently at 12-point projection. Back-to-back big games, once again, followed up with a letdown. Two receptions, 16 yards last week against the Lions. Uh, But uh, now he gets a Tennessee defense that, again, I just mentioned Devontae Smith. Not only did Tennessee give up a monster game to Devontae Smith, they also gave up a monster game to their former former wide receiver in A.J. Brown. Um, They ranked dead last against wide receivers in fantasy. I think it's going to be a big day for Christian uh, Christian Kirk. I think it's going to be a big day for Zay Jones. All in on Zay Jones this week to bounce back after that pitiful fantasy performance last week. Uh, at tight end, this one kind of pains me to say. 
because this former quarterback wound on the buy list. And now uh, I'm going to buy in on tight end TJ Hawkinson this week. Uh, projected 12.9 points. Uh, listen, he sort of crapped on the Lions after he left. Uh, if you didn't watch his his introductory interview with the Vikings, is he sort of mentioned I'm looking forward to trying to win some games. It's been a it's it's the first time I've been able to say that. Sort of a shot at the Lions. Um, but listen, Detroit's given up the fifth most points to opposing tight ends. Um, I think Detroit um, could shock everyone and win this game and not shocking Vegas since they're favored. But their former tight end does find the end zone this weekend. Um, you're already starting Hawkinson. Feel a little better about it now. I hate saying it because I just – I'd love to see the Lions shut him down. Uh, not selfishly because there is a league where I have TJ Hawkinson in my fantasy lineup. But the way he the way he left Detroit uh, leaves a sour taste in my mouth. So, uh, so I'm, I'm sort of hoping that I'm wrong with this one. But nevertheless, buying in on TJ Hawkinson this week at tight end. Uh, let's recap the first quarter, shall we? Bullies buys for week 14, quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end. Jared Goff, Deontay Foreman, Zay Jones, and TJ Hawkinson. Uh, that's it. Let's get into the second quarter with Bully Sells for week 14. A bunch of big names. On this sell list, only one do I think you're not going to start. And uh, let's let's get started with the quarterback that you're probably starting, but I'm selling on Joe Burrow this week. Projected 26.1 points. I just mentioned how the Bengals were able to go 3-0 and in the last calendar year over the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but you get Joe Burrow facing a division rival Browns, allowing the 10th uh, fewest uh, points to quarterbacks. Uh, he's only exceeded this current projection of 26 points five times all season, but he had 17 points in his first game against Cleveland earlier this year that saw him throw an, an interception and lose a fumble in that game. Uh, plus, again, I mentioned it in the pregame warm-up, the Browns' defensive special teams just turned, turned, just turned over Houston four times last week. Now, granted, their quarterback is not Joe Burrow. Uh, Burrow's going to get his points here. Um, Again, you're starting him, obviously starting him, but don't expect him to hit this 26 points. He's not going to do it this week against Cleveland. All right, at running back, this is sort of a – sort of I want to say a sad story because, I mean, there's not really a sad story. You're a millionaire running, running the football in the NFL. Um, the guy who's been sort of a disappointment at times in, in fantasy season, and that's Minnesota Vikings running back Dalvin Cook, and he's got a whopping projection of 18.3 points. Uh, once again, uh, I mentioned already earlier in this show a couple times, uh, the Vikings face a Lions team allowing the 10th fewest points to running backs. He has only hit this projection three times in the last eight games, including two single-digit games in the last three weeks. Um, the first matchup against Detroit, he had 96 yards with a touchdown, good for 13.6 points, still not meeting the projection that he has now. Again, you're starting him similarly We've similarly to starting Joe Burrow. You're starting Dalvin Cook, but don't count on him hitting that 18 points. Um, do not look at the projection here. Uh, he's not going to hit it. That's why I'm selling Dalvin Cook. All right, this is the only guy you're probably not starting. And I'm, at wide receiver, I'm selling Amari Cooper this week because he has a projection of 14.8 points. Uh, 14.8 points, I should say. Uh, listen, in Deshaun Watson's debut, the volume was there. But he only had four receptions for 40 yards. 
uh, a really, really dead week for for a terrible uh, against a terrible Texas team, I should say. Uh, now they draw a Bengals team, allowing the fifth fewest points to, to wide receivers. Um, I started him last week at wide receiver. Uh, his eight points was was good enough to, to at least not propel me to win, but good enough where it wasn't a, a Zay Jones type pick. Um, but I, I, I'm not starting this week. If I have Amari Cooper, I'm finding better options. I'm not starting this week against the Bengals. All right, last but not least, sort of hinted at this guy's quarterback already. I sort of hinted at this guy's team already, um, and you're probably going to start him. But I'm selling Baltimore Ravens tight end Mark Andrews, currently projected 13.1 points. Riskiest take of the week, in my opinion. Again, no Lamar Jackson, but it should mean that he's a sort of a security blanket for the backup Tyler Huntley. Um, but the Steelers, again, another divisional matchup. The Steelers are ranked 13th against tight ends. Uh, that's that's top half of the league in, uh, in preventing points for tight ends in fantasy. Uh, a division game on the road, backup quarterback, He's got the second highest tight end projection this week of all tight ends. Um, you're probably starting him once again, but don't be surprised if it's a bad week for Mark Andrews from a fantasy perspective. Uh, so let's go through and recap the second quarter here before we get our last break and bully sells for week 14 quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, Joe Burrow, Dalvin Cook, Amari Cooper, and Mark Andrews. All right, folks, we're going to take one final break, and the second half is going to be much shorter this week because there are no college picks in Frick's Picks this week. We are going to uh, tell you who won the podcast pick uh, pickskin pick'em standings for the college football season. Um, that contest is now over on ESPN.com, uh, and we are going to look forward to four games out of the NFL this coming weekend against the spread. Stay tuned for the second half of the show. Uh, right here on Tap House and Touchdowns. All right, everybody, welcome back to the second half of the show. Sort of uh, speeding right along here. Uh, I believe the football shows are going to go a little bit shorter now with college football over. But we've got a few more weeks in the NFL before we call it quits for football episodes for a while. Uh, if you remember, I've talked about on the show in previous episodes we are going to wrap up this season four of Tap Outs and Touchdowns right after the Royal Rumble. We are going to uh, watch the Royal Rumble, review the Royal Rumble, and then we are going to take a sabbatical until after WrestleMania uh, so to give uh, PJ and I a little refresh and reset. Um, but yeah, the football episodes are going to run a little shorter for the next few weeks without college football to discuss. But let's get into the second quarter and Frick's picks the games of the week. Did not have a good week last week picking against the spread. Three and five. I believe I went two and two in the uh, NFL. I only got one conference championship game picked right. Uh, so I finished 51, 48, and five on the season in Frick's picks. Um, I mentioned, I've, I've talked about it a few times on the show. We were doing a contest. The winner uh, gets a T-shirt from the show and an opportunity to host a segment of this podcast um, for both college and for a pro pigskin pick them. And the college came to an end. And if you could believe it, there was a three-way tie for first place. And I'm going to backtrack you a little bit. Last week, 
Uh, we had some movement. Volley Polly jumped up in the first place. Jay Buck fell down into second place. And your guy, Bully Rye, sitting in third place, two games back from the number one spot, a game back from the number two spot. Well, your guy came back. Don't call it a comeback. Your guy tied for first in college pick'em standings after trailing the whole season, 80 and 58 to finish the season, as did Jay Buck. He was able to overcome the deficit that he, that he faced at the end of the season, also 80 and 58. Volley Polly also tied for first place at 80 and 57, missed the game somewhere along the lines, and then Buck finished the season in fourth place at 76 and 60. So we have a three-way tie for first place in college uh, pick'em standings here. Um, so I'm inviting both Volley Polly of Polly's Pick'ems podcast, say that four times, five times fast. Um, and I've also sent an invite to Jay Buck to be on the show. Um, but nevertheless, there will be a t-shirt going out at some point and you guys will be able to get the first uh, versions of that podcast t-shirt. So congratulations to both Jay Buck and Volley Polly on tying me for first place in the college football pigskin pick them over there on ESPN.com. Now we're not done with the NFL. Once again, five more weeks of the regular season in the NFL and only a little bit of movement in these standings here uh, in the pigskin pickums. Your guy's still sitting in first place, 118 and 69 on the season. Greek still sits at number two at 116 and 77. Volley Polly sits in third place at 111 and 82. The movement comes at fourth and fifth place. Sam has now jumped into fourth place, 104 and 70. And then Buck falls into fifth place at 101 and 85. So some, some fun little movement here. Uh, Sam may be able to make a comeback and, and sneak her way up into uh, the top three before the end of the season. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So let's get into the fourth quarter of the show, the wrestling show. We'd call it the main event. Frick's Picks, NFL Week 14, four games to choose from, a couple of noon games, and then we're going to get Sunday night and Monday night football. So let's get right into it. The first Sunday afternoon kickoff, 1 p.m. kickoff, we're going to talk about Minnesota Vikings at Detroit Lions, an NFC North showdown. Once again, the Lions, a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. And listen... I love my Lions. Love, love, love my Lions. And they've been getting, they've been, they've been really great over the last few weeks. They probably should have won on Thanksgiving. They they blew out the Jags last week. But the Vikings are 10 and 2 for a reason, in my opinion, the third best team in the NFC, uh, behind only the Cowboys and the Eagles. Um, my heart says Lions, but my money is on Minnesota to cover. Um, I, I think they could they could potentially win this game. Um, I, again, I can see it going either way for the, for the sake of, of the purpose of this segment, I'm going to pick Minnesota to cover this two and a half points, um, and potentially win here, but Minnesota covers in this spread, uh, next up an NFC East showdown. You know, that's what I love about the end of the season in the NFL. You get a lot of divisional matchups. We talked about it in the first half Browns, Bengals, uh, you got lions and Vikings, and now we're getting the Eagles, at the Giants, a 1 o'clock kickoff. The Eagles, a 7-point favorite in this game. The Giants coming off a tie against Washington. The Eagles with a big win against the Titans. I just think that New York has a legitimate enough defense that they're going to be able to slow down the Philly offense just enough to cover the spread. 
I'm taking the Giants to cover that seven-point spread here at uh, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Now we're going to move on to the month Sunday night football game. Miami Dolphins at the L.A. Chargers, or the Dolphins are a three-point road favorite. Um, Tua, I should mention, I, I, I can't believe I haven't mentioned that in the show yet. Tua was also injured in that 49ers game last week but they said that he would have been able to come back in had the game not been over. Um, so if Tua, if Tua plays, which I think he should, I love the Dolphins here. Um, I think the 49ers put up a hurt on Miami last weekend, but the Chargers just aren't consistent enough for me um, to give me any sort of confidence against a really good Miami team with a, with a pretty decent defense that didn't show against the Niners last week. Give me the Dolphins to cover this three-point spread and win. Um Listen, the Chargers have been banged up all season. Uh, Keenan Allen has been back the last few weeks, has not done much. There's still no Mike Williams. He came back one week and re-aggravated his injury, so he's out. Give me the Dolphins to cover on Sunday night football. Uh, last but not least, sort of an underwhelming Monday night football game, but we're going to pick it anyway. The New England Patriots at the Arizona Cardinals. New England, a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road here as well for Monday night football. There's, if there's one thing that's legit about New England, it's their defense. Uh, and if there's one thing that you can say about Arizona is that they've struggled offensively uh, pretty much most of the year. Uh, Kyler Murray missed a couple weeks with a hamstring injury. I think he is finally getting back to full health again. Give me Kyler Murray to give Arizona fans false hope after this win. Um, and I, I, I think he's going to dominate the game on his legs. I don't think there's been a lot of guys who New England has played that have been able to scramble around as much as Kyler Murray. Um, once again, Arizona finally starting to all get healthy. Uh, Hollywood Brown is back. They've got, obviously, um, DeAndre Hopkins back from his suspension. And now Murray, and not to mention James Conner, is back from his injury. So the Cardinals are starting to get healthy on offense. Um, and I think Murray's legs take over this game at home on Monday Night Football. Give me the Cardinals not only to cover this one-and-a-half-point spread, but to win outright over the Patriots. Folks, I already mentioned it. These football shows are going to be shorter and shorter as the season goes along, especially because fantasy football will essentially be over with, within the next three weeks. So we are going to be wrapping up the football season on the podcast here within the next few weeks. But hopefully you enjoyed this week's show and gave you some, uh, some, some advice on what to do uh, or at least what to expect with the fantasy football season coming up this weekend. Um, stay tuned. Once again, I'm not going to make any guarantees, but I promise you I'm going to make a, a cautious effort to get on my TV and watch Full Gear so that we can bring you a Full Gear review next week as well as another football episode of the show uh, next Thursday. So for Tap House and Touchdowns, thank you for listening once again this week. It's your guy, Bully Rye, and I'll be around.